Welcome to your PA Mentor Podcast. I'm Sammy Ngo, your host and fellow PA, and I'm here to help you navigate your way to a fulfilling PA career. At 26 years old, I landed my dream job as a brand new graduate right out of PA school without even realizing it, all because I had an incredible mentor who guided me through my first year as a clinician. My mentor completely changed my life and how I practice medicine. He didn't just teach me clinical medicine. He taught me how to love the art of medicine, how to develop work-life balance, how to avoid burnout, and most importantly, how to truly love and continue to love my profession. Because of him, I am the confident PA that I am today. And that is why I have made it my mission to help PA students and new grads navigate through the PA profession with advice, strategy, and tools to find your way to a fulfilling career as a PA. And with that said, my friends, it is now time to dive into today's episode. Hi, Erin. Hi, Sammy. We need to take a minute to explain why we're calling this the emergency broadcast episode. I know I promised you guys that the next few episodes would be all for the pre-PAs, but we have a pressing issue that is affecting our PA profession right now, and we need to address it immediately. This affects our entire PA community. With the effects of COVID-19, we have seen drastic tightening in the job market affecting both new grads and experienced PA. In the last two weeks alone, I have been talking to so many new grads and I have been asked to review several contracts for job offers and each one I read gets worse and worse. And I just, I can't take this shit anymore. So we decided we need to talk about it right now. Yeah, you sent me a few of them and they were so obviously terrible within the first 10 seconds of even looking at them that we knew this had to be addressed. And unfortunately, some PAs are actually signing these terrible contracts because they're desperate for a job and the economy sucks. Mm -hmm. And that's super relatable. It almost took me six months after I graduated to get a paycheck. But we have to talk about this, okay? So when new PAs just out of school settle for $30 an hour, it sets a bad precedent for the entire PA community. Mm -hmm. I have seen contracts where they're paying PAs way, way below market value with no benefits, you guys, zero benefits. Usually when a job offers no benefits, they offset it by offering a higher salary. But we're not seeing that right now. Right. And it's outrageous. So Sammy, let's take a second to talk about who actually brings in money for a clinic or a practice. Is it the nurses, the techs, the front desk staff? Do any of those people bring in money for the clinic? No, Aaron, you know the Mm -hmm. answer. The answer is no. Only the docs, the PAs, and the NPs. Right. There are a lot of shady, greedy people out there running clinics, and they will try to get the cheapest PA they can find to keep overhead costs low. But what they're really doing is trying to devalue you and your role as a provider. You and the other provider are the only ones bringing in money to that clinic. Don't fall for it. That is important. You guys are the ones that are bringing income into the practice. That's right. They try to devalue you by saying that you're undertrained or unexperienced, and they make you feel like you're lucky just to have a job at all. Right. And this is so abusive. It's a manipulation. They're trying to keep you from recognizing your value. And it's also a way to keep you quiet about everything else. I mean, if your employer openly devalues your worth, your license, your time, your skill, your training, 
Can you honestly think that they will care or listen to literally anything else that you have concerns about? No, they won't. They're not. Mm -mm. These are turn and burn clinics where they overwork and underpay new grads because they know they can get away with it. They prey on new grads. They want to pay very little for a lot of work and they know they can get away with it because these new grads are only using this as a stepping stone to gain experience. Mm -hmm. And then they leave once they find a better job. When these new grads find another job, that clinic is going to prey on the next new and naive new grad. It's terrible, right? It's so bad. It's awful, you guys. It's unacceptable. A lot of these clinics, they only have very inexperienced PA. So if you're interviewing at a place where the lead PA has only one or two years experience, that's a red flag that tells you that they only hire new grads. And a lead PA should be there for like five, 10, or even 15 years. They shouldn't be a brand new graduate with only one year experience. Right. And a lot of these turn and burn clinics have non-competes and automatic contract renewals built in so that they can keep you to themselves And it keeps you from trying to renegotiate your contract after a year of having way more experience, being a lot better at your job, and bringing in way more income from the clinic. Mm -hmm. So these are not good places to work, you guys. If your supervising physician is leaving you by yourself for an entire shift and you are making shit pay, this is not a good place to work. If your gut is screaming red flags, listen to your gut. It's like in medicine, if you're thinking appendicitis, it's probably appendicitis. So you get a surgical consult. In our case, get a fucking contract consult because <laughs> your contract has appendicitis. It's true. Yes. It's from watching a lot of pretty women. Yes. So listen to us when we tell you this. You are an important, crucial member of the medical community. You create income for the clinic. You create loyalty with your patients and your amazing care gives your clinic a good reputation. Right. So let's talk for a moment about the physician assistant's place in the medical world. The nurses union is second only to the teachers union as far as size in the US. Okay. They have a huge, massive huge union. Doctors have been around a lot longer and they have a really high status within the medical community. So that sort of leaves PAs out here by ourselves. We don't have a union. We don't have the status of doctors. So that means we have to stick together and we have to advocate for ourselves. Especially when it comes to the very basic of what we will allow for our profession and what we demand from our employers. And that means that under no circumstance is it ever acceptable to pay a PA $30 an hour. I don't care if you're training. I don't care if you are, you know, don't know how to take a blood pressure. Well, I do care. I do care about that. (laughs) Just absolutely unacceptable to only be paid $30 an hour as a PA. End of story. Okay? Agreed. Agreed. The other thing that is really blowing our minds right now is how little vacation time people are being offered. The contracts that Sammy showed me were like two weeks off. That is just mind-blowing. I can't even comprehend. So if you think about it, the average number of days worked is 260 days a year. So that means you're expected to work 250 days a year. That is less than 1% of total time off from your job. Yeah, that's crazy. Unreal. That is, oh, 
Being a medical provider is a very stressful job. No matter how much I love my job and my patients, I need a break. I need time to decompress and to recharge. I need to go on my fancy vacation and spend time with my family. I need to have time for myself to allow myself to miss my patients, to miss my job and to miss medicine. I can't be a medical provider all the damn time. It is mentally draining. Our medical system is broken and I know you know it's broken and it's hard to navigate this profession with so little support from our administrators and from the insurance company. And this is what leads to burnout. And burnout, let me tell you, it's real people, okay? Burnout means different things to different people. But for me, it's those days when I dread going into work because I already feel stressed, overwhelmed, and exhausted from what's to come. And honestly, the places where it's most likely to be the most stressful is in the places that pay shit because they find people willing to take anything. They also treat them like shit. So they have high patient per hour minimums. They'll make you see literally everyone who walks through the door, no matter how abusive. Um, They keep more and more services in the practice, which means you're doing more and more on your own. And all the while, you have to have perfect patient satisfaction scores. And that just, I mean, it leads to burnout. What does burnout mean to you, Sammy? I think you nailed it. And it's essentially the same thing. I know I'm getting burned out when I'm annoyed by everything my patient says. It's the point where I just no longer care about providing quality patient care. I just rush my exam and I move on to the next patient. I'm short, I'm impatient, and I'm an asshole. And I hate myself when I'm an asshole. I hate myself as a provider when I don't treat my patient the way they deserve to be treated. I know you think that you'll never be the asshole of a provider, but I promise you one day you will be. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. It happens to everybody. When you are overworked and undervalued, you will get burned out. And it is not a great place to be as a provider. And it's definitely not great for your patients. So you have to make your own mental health a priority. And that means that you have to take time off from work. You have to be able to get away. Mm -hmm. And in order to do this, you have to take time for yourself. It's essential that you get out of the office, spend time with your family, maintain hobbies and other interests. It's crucial to maintain work-life balance. And that means making sure you get enough time off during the year to make this happen. I always have at least a minimum four weeks vacation every year. At my current job right now, I have almost five to six weeks, but I have never taken a job that doesn't give me more than four weeks PTO. I just, I can't even imagine only having two weeks off a year. Right. But if, and if you think about it, our license actually requires us to have a certain amount of CME every two years to maintain our, our license, right? So mm-hmm. in my state, in Washington state, you have to have a hundred hours every two years. So that means that 50 hours a year of your 80 hours paid time off go towards your CME, right? So only 30 of those 80 hours that they say are paid time off are truly paid time off. That's not even a week. That's not even a week, you guys. That's that's horrendous. It's awful. I, I can't even imagine. Me neither. Let me just tell you guys, we are not a dime a dozen. We are not easily replaceable and we are not disposable. We are trained medical professionals, and we have to demand that our employers recognize our value and compensate us as such. And how do we do that, Erin? 
We start by agreeing that our jobs are valuable. Our skills, time, and training are valuable. We refuse to sign shitty contracts, and we start advocating for ourselves and for each other. We refuse to take jobs that offer below market value pay. We refuse to take jobs that don't offer malpractice with a tail, and we refuse to take jobs that don't offer benefits. And last but not least, we refuse to take jobs that offer shitty PTO. Mm-hmm. It is not easy to be strong when you don't have a paycheck. I get that. I understand. And we don't want you to starve. But if you need help trying to negotiate, reach out to us. Reach out to your other PA friends, your other PA classmates, and your PA colleagues. That's true. Once you're a PA, you are not on your own. You have a huge network of other PAs who have been there, done that, and they are stronger and better for it. That's right. We started a Facebook group for PA students, new grads, and experienced PACs. It's called Your PA Mentor from Physician Assistant Student to PAC. And the first topic is the shitty job market and the kinds of things that people are encountering. We really feel like the only way for us to make sure the PA profession can stay relevant and essential is by making sure that we hold employers and clinics accountable and respectful of our profession and our license. We know a lot of our listeners are pre-PAs and in the other medical fields, and we have a whole lot of love for you guys. But there are so many other PAs out there who are speaking directly to the pre-PAs. They provide you so much inspiration and motivation, and they have really great quality content. And a lot of these PAs are brand new graduates, so they have so much more updated knowledge on PA school than someone like me and Erin who have been out of school since 2012, right? Right. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah. And so we don't know about the PA CAD or the CASPER exam. I have no idea what that nope. is, you know? No idea. <laughs> we are no longer PA school experts because we've been out of school for so long. Mm-hmm. And right now, there are very few PAs on social media addressing the immediate concerns and issues that new PAs and graduates are facing. So we really want to focus our Facebook group on PA students and new graduates who are having to deal with coming out of this profession during the COVID crisis. Right. We want to make sure the providers in our new Facebook group are the focus of our energy. So we're asking that only PA students and providers sign in. But you guys don't despair. Our podcast will remain dedicated to everyone. And next week, we'll do a quick fire session for all the pre-PAs. Yeah, we have not forgotten about you. So please come back next week and we'll address a lot of your questions. I'm going to be really honest right now. It is 10.44 p.m. Mm -hmm. I just worked a 12-hour day. I came home, had to bathe my kids, and I put my kids to bed. And I hopped on a call right away with Erin to record this podcast because it was urgent. We wanted to put this out right away. I'm tired. We're tired. We have full-time jobs and we're dedicating so much of our time to try to help you guys. Like today, I was on a phone call for 45 minutes with a new grad and mm-hmm. last week I was doing the same thing. We do this because we love it and we really want to advocate for our profession and we would really, really appreciate it if you guys would take a few minutes out of your day to go ahead and rate and review our podcast if you haven't done so already. Please do so. Let us know what you think. We would love the feedback. Just keep sending me these DMs so I know what is going on and so we can address this issue and talk to all of you guys. And we really hope this helps and we're so glad that you're here listening to us. We thank you so much. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.